Welcome to the Mavens Do It Better podcast. And now, your host, Heather Newman. Hello, everyone. Here we are again for another Mavens Do It Better podcast, where we interview extraordinary experts who bring a light to our world. I could not be more excited than today to have a great friend, an amazing businesswoman. Her name is Marianne Emma Jeff. Hello. Synchronicity. Yeah, jazz hands, jazz hands. Um, We we decided we're going to do a video along with this, so here we go. Um, So uh, where are you coming to us today? I'm coming from La Quinta, which for those of you who don't know California that well, is by Palm Springs in California. Yeah, absolutely. And Marianne, uh, we've known each other a long time, and she has got so many great things going on. Um, she is a best-selling author, award-winning speaker, highly sought after, and she's a business coach. And so um, we've talked a lot about um, you know women in tech, women in business, um, had a lot of wonderful guests on, and Marianne's been doing this a long time. How long have you been doing this? Uh, 10 years I've had the Women's Business Momentum Center and a couple years before that when I was coaching and I hadn't officially created it, yeah. Right, right. And uh, we have to give a special shout out to our dear friend, Louis Parent, um, who... Who you know is a reason we know each other. He used to live here in Los Angeles a long time ago. So we'll give let's give some kisses to Louis. Mm-hmm. Louis, yes, Louis, Louis and Michael. So yay. Um, so talk about uh, the Women's uh, Business Center a little bit. Talk about that. So it's a place for women in business. It's virtual where they can come together and stay in momentum. That's yeah. my big brand word. Is momentum. Right. It's, you know, we can get inspired, we can get motivated, but can we stay in the momentum? And mm-hmm. we all know that uh, a lot of businesses go out of businesses, go out of business within a couple of years. Yeah. And so to have something that's helping you stay in momentum, and I help them do that by helping them with productivity and the get it done diva, self proclaimed. And I do that in a very different way. And I've evolved over the years with, it's not necessarily about pushing and hard work. It's right. about getting things done in a way that creates ease and fun and joy in your life. So I have a lot of productivity tools like I do with the members of the uh, Women's Business Momentum Center. Every Monday, we get on the phone together, we do a Zoom like this. Yep. And we spend 30 minutes, it's called Weekly Momentum. And so there's people from all over the world coming together, 30 minutes, wow. I take them through, every member gets my planner. I'm a little obsessed with tools, <laughs> planning. I love things you write in still too, right? Yes. It's tangible yes. and it, make, it means something to write something. I think. Yeah, my big thing with that is because some people will go, well, I have everything electronic and I don't like paper. And I'm like, fine, right. that's great. Maybe you're not my people. However, <laughs> I am such a geek for technology. I love, I can sit there and unwrap a new piece of software and be lost for days. However, when I'm sitting and I'm doing that visionary work, which is so yep. key, right? Action means nothing if you don't spend that time daydreaming and feeling into it. And so I need my physical planner because I use Google Calendar. However, I can't really see the whole week. I can't see the spaces in the flow. And I like to, my my members laugh at me because they say, fondle your planner. Are you fondling your planner? Is that a hashtag? 
I should. I should. Bundle your planner, right? <laughs> so they all get this 90-day power planner. And so they're using that. We get hop on the phone every Monday at 8, and we go through setting up oh. your weekly evolution, taking some time to look at back at the last week. Everybody's connecting with each other from all over the world, and it's a lot of fun. Oh. So the Women's Business Momentum Center really about that idea of momentum. And then um, there's tools that they can use that are part of it to help them with their branding, their business storytelling, writing, and speaking, and really stepping out as experts and leaders in that industry. That is so cool. And you do these on Zoom, yeah? I do it on Zoom, yeah. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Do you have a community space for, is there a Facebook group or is there something else where you have chit chat going on? I have a Facebook page, the Women's Business Momentum Center. Yeah. Uh, it's on Facebook and is, uh, you can definitely post Perfect. there. Yeah. Question. Awesome. That's sure. awesome. And so let's see, when was the first book? And And I know a lot of listeners, there's a lot of folks on here who are, in the throes of, you know, I, I work with people on personal brand as well. So it's like pers between personal brand and, you know, putting yourself out there, getting that first book deal, you know, will you talk about that experience for our listeners? Yeah. Sure. I knew I wanted to write a book, mm -hmm. but I was struggling with what was going to go in this book because it was so many ideas. Right. And I remember the moment my daughter, who's 14 now, was, so this is how I'll figure out how long ago it was. I think she was about <laughs> or nine. Okay. And she was gymnastics. And I had all these ideas in my head. And I love mind maps. For those of you who don't know, you kind of, instead of a list, you're scribbling on a piece of paper, you've got a, a central idea in the middle, and then little lines with bubbles coming out. You can use colors yep. and all kinds of stuff. And that's how I think. That's how I daydream and figure mm -hmm. things out. So I'm sitting at gymnastics. I think it was like at least an hour, hour and a half class. Mm -hmm. And I've got my piece of paper and the ideas came onto the page of what would be in the book. And then the name of the book came to me. So if she was about eight, this was probably about seven or eight years ago. Okay. And I saw by looking at what was going to be in the book, that it was going to be like a guide, that it was going to be a bunch of different tools. That's what I really wanted to create first. Mm -hmm. Now I, before that I'd created little workbooks here and there and sure, I, sure. So I knew the publishing process a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, I'd done one book, which was 100, in, 100 Days of 100%, where I'd surveyed a bunch of people and then looked at really what does it mean to give 100%. And there was a workbook for that. Um, but this was the first real book that wasn't okay. a workbook. And mm -hmm. then the title came to me, The Get It Done Diva's Guide to Business. I was so excited. We're driving back home from gymnastics. And my husband, no, it was just me and my daughter in the car. And I said, the get it done, the guy, get a business. And my daughter's like, if you can't even say it, you can't call it that. <laughs> Come on, mom, let's go. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. So I, I, I wanted that title so bad, I practiced it. And now I yep. got it too. So that was the really? first book. Mm -hmm. And it really was, there's a lot of, the only way I know to do storytelling and how I teach storytelling, and it's the way that most people who are good at it do it now, is with that yeah. vulnerability. It's stories it's to, that share, that allow people to come into your world to get to know you, to build relationships with you, with a very soft edge on promoting yourself that just right. happens very naturally and organically in that. So within the book, I'm, I'm, and I drive my mom crazy because my, my why, I don't know if you're, you're yep. familiar with Simon Sinek, yep. and so my why is to live out loud. 
yeah. which means that often I'm just, it's just coming out my mouth. It's happening yep. in my, out my mouth. So this business book has a lot of my story in it, a lot of things that have happened to me. There's a lot of vulnerability vulnerability into it but yeah. it's also broken up into productivity tools organizing figuring things out and then marketing tools all kinds of little things and that'll help you with that that was the first book that's so cool yeah i we talk about simon Sinek. my personal why is to spread joy and connect people so Ooh. i'm with you yeah i i I, li- I like starting with that a lot of people don't have that for themselves. And I think it's important and businesses as well, right? What's, what's the reason you started this business? What's your why of your business? So going into, you know, in, when I work with marketing clients on the biz side, that's definitely a, a piece of it. So second book. Okay. Yeah. So the second book is Brand Me, which yep. is the Mastering the Art of Business Storytelling. And it could work for anyone. It it could work for someone in business. It could work for someone that has a career as a professional. It could work for someone that just wants to get better at telling stories. And I really dive into with what's really great about this book is there's a lot of examples because I think a lot of the how-to books out there, they've got these great theories and you get inspired and pumped up when you read it. And then you try to do it yourself. Even Simon Sinek's book, honestly, even his course that he had I mean when he first launched that I don't know if he still has it but starting with why book yeah it's really hard for people to figure out their why yep. because you couldn't really see the example so in this I have stories of uh, the why stories the origin stories a lot of the members I have examples of why examples of guiding principles <laughs> and what guiding principles are and then how to bring it all together and bring it into stories and then I have a lot of like danger zones and pitfalls right. to avoid and things to watch out for as you're beginning to put yourself out there and t- use storytelling in your business and in your life yeah and with flipping through a bit like I think you're absolutely right. Most people put out a problem and there's no solution. There's no example. There's no ways to deal with it. So thank you, first of all, for doing that, because I think that's a huge thing, especially in the business card book or the brand and storyteller books. You know, there's, there's so many classes and courses and all that kind of stuff out there, but, and it's, it's, you know, you know, here's all the things. And, and, but then I think people do go, well, I don't even know where to start. I don't know what to do. Like, and having exercises and ways to go through that. I think that's super awesome. Yeah. I mean, if you look at like Stephen Covey, for example, who created so many great tools. Right. However, it's like, okay, write your vision statement or, okay, you know, come up with this purpose statement. We really, really need to, and, and, and I think the other thing is even when you have examples, Bouncing things off other people is so helpful. And I have an eye and an ear for pulling that out, which I'm sure is why you do what you do too. And you have the same thing where we we can listen, we can ask questions and we can pull these things out. And that's really helpful to have someone able to do that. It's very hard to do this on your own. So if you're struggling with any of these things, your why or anything like that, it's it's very hard to do on your own. Absolutely. And especially if you're in a moment of change or a crisis even, or if say, you know, for women getting back to work, men too, getting back to work after kids, or, you know, there's lots of people that take care of aging parents. There's, you know, a a friend, uh, Nancy McSherry Jones, 
she has a company called Swing Shift and it's all about getting people back to work after, after it's like the transition, you know? Mm-hmm. And so many of us have moments in our lives that, you know, like life, life goes like, you know, a roller coaster, you know what I mean? It's, and you hold on with, you know, one hand and you got one in the air, hopefully, <laughs> you know, you're like, whoa, but you know, sometimes you're like, holy cow, you know? And I think that that's super important. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, it's funny. I, I think, you know, we, we've known each other a while and we've been trying to get back connected everyone. And, and it was one of those where I was like, I need to talk to her because I want to work with her. And mm-hmm. so I'm looking forward to like having some of those conversations uh, past this because I love what you're doing. It's so exciting. And what's, what's going on behind you? That yeah. circle. Yeah. 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 So, uh, the Women's Business Momentum Center, I like to have a, a model that we're yes. using. Mm-hmm. so that yeah it's productivity yes yeah. these are great ideas but there is a very simple model behind it so right. behind me what we have is it's really the elements of momentum okay. so broken it down into five things the first one is really that passion piece and so we need to be excited about something to yeah. get a momentum right. Bottom line, if yeah. you're not excited we're pushing ourselves and we're going to burn out eventually. Yeah. And I really feel strongly about this and I feel strongly about it because I have the experience. Part of my story is that when I first started the Women's Business Momentum Center 10 years ago, I was all about getting it done in the opposite way that I do now, where you're pushing, you're really going for it because it was good at doing that. But right. it got to the point where my body just said, enough, done. And I burned out and ended up in bed for six months. And so I had, I had to find another way of doing it because I yeah. still craved the things that I wanted to do, mm-hmm. but I was pushing too hard. I was doing things that maybe I didn't feel like doing sometimes or pushing and, and not listening to my body. So not noticing. I mean, I would have one year I had three or four ruptured eardrums that bled and I didn't even notice until my ear started bleeding. And I think that's a great example of what so many business owners are doing. I call it light at the end of the tunnel syndrome mm-hmm. because we're going like, you know, I can, I can put my satisfaction on hold. Right. I'm just going to sit in the tunnel. I'm just going to get to the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Right. I'm just going to suffer. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Screw that. No yeah. more. Yeah, but that's how I operated. So now I demand, and one of the, the goals, uh, the, uh, gosh, the, the ways of being that I would like for all the members and for everyone is this idea of 80% of the action that you're taking being because you're inspired to take it. And that starts right here with really, you've got you've to gotta ignite your passion. You've got to right. embrace it. And then your imagination. I've already talked about the planner, about daydreaming, seeing right. things on the Age, mind mapping, daydreaming, and, and use it, stretching your imagination. Otherwise, you just create the same thing again. Absolutely. And so, I'm big about uh, doing that in a lot of different ways. For me, I can be scribbling numbers and playing with different pricing on a piece of paper, which some people might think, well, that's not very creative. It's completely creative. I'm daydreaming. I play with my, we call it the dream schedule, it's in the planner, and you're just putting different ideas in there for your week. That is this imagination that expanding your vision. Okay. And then we have, <laughs> when you've done that, or, you know, these don't yeah. have to go in order. Yeah, yeah, completely. They work best in order, but yeah. it doesn't have to. Then we have 
being inspired to take action. So then you get into action. Once you kind of started your engine, you've looked at where you might want to go, you've looked at the map, then take action rather than taking action first. And then the other two are kind of nice things that you can focus on to keep things in momentum. Big thing for me last year was, the last two years, was realizing it's okay and giving myself permission to change. Because what I would do is I would set a goal and my aha moment was around hot yoga. <laughs> Obsessed with hot yoga, right? I went to a Bikram class one day. I was like all over. And so the way that I work is I was like, I'm going to do a hundred days of hot yoga. There was no challenge. There was no one else. There was just me. I'm going to do a hundred days of hot yoga. Yep. And so what I had kind of a, a, a in my face wake up call around that because I had been speaking at a gig in Long Beach and I'm driving back to the desert and all, on my way back, I'm realizing, cause you know, we have this great technology now where it tells you me what time I'm going to arrive. Right. I realize I'm not going to make my yoga class and it's the last one of the day. And so I'm on the phone with my daughter who is at that time, I don't know, she's probably like 11 or 12. And I'm telling her, you know, can you look Google other yoga studios on my way back? Let's find, and we're having this thing, can't see anything mom. And then I would call her back. I've even written a one piece of show about it. So intense. And so I was, I was, I was having this moment, but I'm just focused on it and I'm driving and driving, driving. And I got to the windmills, which are right outside of Palm Springs. So it was about 30 minutes from class. And I realized that I was not going to make it on time. And it's not a class you can walk in late to. Right. And so I had this moment where I had to let that go. And it, and it was me facing the addict in me a little, which used to be addicted to alcohol and now was addicted to these challenges, to this idea of 100 days. And I gave myself permission to change my mind. It's okay that I don't do 100 days. And that was a big turning point. So giving, I've been really a proponent for that. You know, we can change our mind because a lot of times we're afraid of being flaky. Yeah. But the people that show up and are part of the WBMC, the people that are, are watching this show, it's not, you're not flaky. Yeah. We may be afraid of being that. But I think it's more important to actually for us to give ourselves permission to change, to change our mind. Mm -hmm. And so then the last piece is reboot, that it's really good to shake things up, change them, reboot. I just finished leading my class, Ignite 2020, where we are taking, looking at the last year, rebooting, shaking things up, setting our desires and our focus for this mm -hmm. year, shaking things up rather than just automatically going right into what you're going to do this year. So those are the five stages. So it's ignite, imagine, uh, act, evolve, and reboot. That's so cool. I love it. I love it. I love the evolve one too. I think yeah. that that's a that's a big one. I mean, they are all they all are very important, but that evolve, giving yourself permission to change. I mean, you, we get set in who we are, our roles of who we are, how we yeah. connect with certain people in our lives, family, friends, colleagues, and stuff, and. It, People are, people say they like change, but they really don't, you know, but then when you do it, man, isn't it great, you know, and I think that's a, that's a huge piece of, what's the last one again? The, it was reboot. Reboot. Yeah. I like and basically that's disrupt your reality regularly. But yeah. back to the evolve too. It, it can be giving yourself permission to change your mind, not just change. Yeah, 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 yeah. As to what I, what I like to remind people is that 
evolve and give yourself permission that today I might want to do 100 days of yoga. Tomorrow I might not want to. And the day after I might want to do it again, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so we're constantly, depending on when, nothing is solid. Right. There's no ground under our feet, as Pima Chodron would say, right? It, there is no ground. It's, mm -hmm. it's just looking each step and feeling each step. Where am I? Who am I right now in this moment? I might not be that moment and that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. I love talking about moments. I think that's, you know, coming from the theater with Mr. Louis. Mm -hmm. Oh know, yeah. And living in that sort of, uh, I love moment to moment acting and thinking about <laughs> what, you know, what's, and being able to have those moments of change where you don't, you're like, you know what, I'm not doing it this way, even though I said, I love it. I love it. So yeah, that's yeah. super cool. So, and yeah. is that, so that's part of the plan that's within the Women's Business Center. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the methodology, methodology, methodolog you said Me Methodology. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Everything at the WBMC. And then there's, you know, there's the planner and then there's like uh, a bunch of tools and then the tool section has it in there and it's all yeah, yeah. We throughout there. Yeah. Yes. And it's Women's Business Momentum Center. Yes. Yeah, I got it. I love that momentum. That is awesome. Yeah. Are you feeling with um, 2020, you know, the whole 2020 vision, you know, 2020, you know, I feel this oh, just sense of forward motion and, you know, new decade, right? Like thinking about like where just personally where I was a decade ago from where I am right now and sort of looking at that time period and going, my goodness, it's like, it's a new start. It's a new, this, are you feeling that with everybody that you, you're talking to? I feel it, you know? Yeah. I mean, we, we just did our annual retreat for the mm -hmm. Women's Momentum Center in Palm uh, Rancho Mirage right by here down in the desert. And right. one of the exercises I had the ladies do before they got there so that we could share it right. was write down one or two things that was significant from each of the last years from the last decade. Oh. And then, and this is a fun exercise for anyone to do. And then I teamed them up in twos and threes mm -hmm. and I had them and I showed them how to do this. Cause I love bringing in the acting, right? Yeah. I had them act as if they were long lost friends that hadn't seen each other for 10 years. Oh, oh my gosh. Like even like waving across the room, I did it. <laughs> I was so, and they were cracking up. That's and then, because that's someone that, that, that is interested. Yeah. And imagine when you haven't seen someone for 10 years, it is that kind of that moment. We don't, we don't think about it that much, but like to share it that way and say, Oh my God. And they'll say, what have you been up to? And, and say, I want to hear the whole thing. And then right. give that gave the other person permission to then go down this list, but in a com feeling it rather right. than yeah. reading off the list, right. it gave a little bit more of a, a, a energy behind what they were sharing. I think it, I learned a lot by doing that exercise and was always shocked. I mean, what we do is every week we, uh, we look at the last week and yeah. we look at what you did and I have questions for them to help them right. evolve. So I'm used to doing that retrospective and that reflection, but I hadn't done it on a decade before. That is the very first yeah. time I've done that. And I agree. I think it's really powerful to look back and, and it really makes you realize how much you can shift and evolve and change like yeah. who I was for me it's been significant because 10 years ago I gave up drinking okay that's right that's right yep 
And yeah. so this decade has been a conscious decade. Mm. However, I've still been facing my demons of addiction in new ways. Who right. knew that was yeah. going to show up, which has been really fun. Yeah, absolutely. And you started this business years ago too, right? So a little over this, this center 10 years ago. Center, yes. Okay. That's the center. Yeah. 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 That's so amazing. Yeah. Transformation, you know, mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, we, well, let's flip to, let's talk about origin story. Like talk about where you're from, where you came up from and sort of how you got to where you are. It's funny because I'm speaking on uh, March, I think it's the 15th, and it's the first time ever that they're doing people from different countries. So they're like, oh, you can represent England. And it's so funny because, yes, I'm from England. I've been here since I was 19 and I just turned 50 last year. And so I'm more here than I am there. Yeah. But it's an opportunity to speak. I'm like, I'll do England. Yeah. (laughs) And they're asking me questions and they're like, what do you love about England? And I, and my mom's cracking up because my mom's visiting from England right now. And she's cracking up because I'm not that person. I originally came here to go back to the story when I was 19, but I came here, I came here when I was in England, I was working, I'd been, I was in drama school Mm -hmm. or college. Yes. My husband laughs because it's not really college in England because it's really the last two years of high school. <laughs> right. Okay. But right. I like I went to college. Yes. And, yeah. and uh, so I'm doing the last two years of high school, which are more specialized in England. Mm. And it's theater. And it finished. And I'm all I care about is going to the local pub or bar or nightclub and drinking and having a good time. Right. I'm not really feeling great about myself and where I'm heading. And so I'm, what's the best way to get an unlimited supply of alcohol? Go bartend. And I started bartending actually when I was 15 years old at a nightclub. What? Wow. Manager, you had to be 16, which is crazy in itself, but I was 15 and I started bartending. So now here I am 18. I've been bartending for a while. I've moved to different nightclubs because every time you could drink as much as you wanted, Mm-hmm. It, you were allowed while you were working, which isn't that crazy. Yeah. Until I start working there. <laughs> and then they changed the rule pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> My mom thought that was so funny. Transformation yet again, but yeah, a different cut. Uh, right. And that, that speaks volumes right there. So I'm, and, and I'm working at a nightclub. I've got my own apartment. And in the daytime, I'm working at a factory. I'm putting things on the production line, uh, gathering things from the warehouse. So I've got blue coat on, not at all a glamorous existence and, and really not feeling very alive. Yeah. And I think the clincher was I was dating this guy who was a plasterer, which in England means, you know, you're putting the plaster on the walls right. mm-hmm. and then they're painted. Yeah. In it. Right. And, you know, it wasn't the greatest relationship and kind of the clincher was my friends were staying over. He was staying over at my apartment and it's, I don't, I'm going to probably go too much information here, Heather. So you'll just shut me up if I need to, but in England it's very common for men of all ages to just urinate everywhere. They have a few beers 
and then they can open up the washing machine, the front door. You go down, you hear, everybody knows somebody that's done this. They know many, 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 many people that have done this. I don't know if it's the beer, I don't know what it is, but in England, this is very, very common. And I have to tell everybody that before I tell you this story. So I wake up one morning and my friend's there with me in my apartment. And then we look and it's like, Paul, he was the plaster I was dating. Did you pee in the closet? and in the chair and it was like is oh this my my life right now yeah. i'm dating all the plaster who likes to get plastered i'm working at a nightclub and i'm working at a, a factory right and i said i gotta leave so i moved to america because my dad and my stepmom lived here and they kept telling me about all of these great parties they were having and i was like they're having more fun than i am i'm going right. to leave so at 19, I moved to America and I kind of continued what I've been doing. I was just having more fun, partying, yeah. doing some acting a little bit. Yep. And um, gradually, you know, if you're an actress in LA, you've got a day job, you're waiting tables, you're doing things. Yep. And I was working for a, a restaurant and he wanted me to come in and get him organized. I had a knack for that. Right. And gradually what happened was... Uh, he said I was I was building his website. I was doing his email marketing. I was right. organizing his standard operating procedures and doing things like that. And one day he said to me, "We need to 1099 you, so you need your own company." And that's when I was like, "Because hmm, I don't half-ass things." Mm -hmm. I was like, "I'm not going to just come up with a name and then that's it and we're done. I, I'm going to have yeah. a company." Right. My daughter had just been born, and I was debating what is it that I do, and I realized it was coaching maybe so I signed up for a coaching program and acting at the time was getting to the point where I was not enjoying it anymore mm. and I wasn't just sitting around waiting for the phone to ring we had our own fake management company and this is before 9-11 we had clipboards with fake management we would drop we would get the breakdowns which was all the roles each right. day yeah, yeah. We have four friends. We're on the computer. We've got cover letters. We had a hat on. We each had a designated area. We would drive around, deliver headshots. I mean, we spent hours every day working on this. And it got to me, I was like, I was done. I've got my daughter at home. She's just been born. So I let acting go and it felt really, really good. And I launched my business and I've been building it based on what's needed. At one point, the Small Business Association told me, can you do something for the women once a month? That became Monthly Momentum, which was a monthly meeting, which I did for a decade. And it gathered my tribe. Yeah. And I began to create just what they need. And it evolved over that time. That's amazing. I love that. I, I On these podcasts, like I always learn so much about people that I didn't know that I know. You know what I mean? Yes. I love that. <laughs> that is so great. And I did not know that about but, uh, you know, I, I was like, isn't it, isn't it supposed to be when you're pissed that you're drunk, but not, but that means something different here, right? You know? That's why it's called pissed. Because <laughs> women, let me be clear. This is not women. It's just men that seem to not be able to control. Even members of my family have been known to, in their, they, they do it in their sleep, right? And I know we're going off on this, but open the front door. And oh. then you're like, hey, hey, yeah. come yeah, I've seen, I've, I've witnessed. So yeah, anyway, but um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. So uh, we talk a little bit about the one woman show as well. And I know sure. you, you do lots of these. You, I know you, you, because you have the theater background and acting and all of that. I mean, I, I, I sometimes think, you know, what a gift we have 
of having yeah. that experience, right? And understanding right. empathy and bringing that to, you know, you're bringing it to, to women and, you know, and humanity. And, you know, I've been bringing it to the technology world for a really long time and it's just so fun. And, and then and I haven't been on the boards in a while. And so I would tell us, yeah, about, yeah tell us about that. So as I mentioned, I gave up acting. Mm -hmm. That that was right. It was about my fortieth birthday, so it was yeah. a decade ago. And the last hurrah, I'd already I always imagined that for my fortieth birthday, I would do a one woman show. So I did a one woman show about my addiction and quitting drinking because that's the same time I quit drinking, and it was called the Zen of Red Wine. And uh, I yeah. theater in LA in the Alhambra. Uh, got all my friends and family to buy tickets to cover the cost of the theater, and I did the show, and I did one night, and that was it. Right. Then I felt so good. I didn't feel like, oh, I'm missing acting. I was enjoying coaching so much and business. And over the last decade, it's been really fun using those tools, like you said, mm. it, it, thinking creatively, being comfortable speaking, like doing something like this. It's just so much fun. Yeah. And speaking, which is a big part of what I do for my business, easy for me, fun for me. Yeah. And I started doing probably about three years into the business, an event called Her Story, which is a women's conference that I did once a year for about four or five years. Mm -hmm. And the first year, my mission was 20 speakers, and each one would speak for 10 or 15 minutes, which is a lot of speakers. Yeah. Right. And, what to, and I was coaching them all and helping them, and it was all origin story. It was all around the why. Right. And it was very, very vulnerable. And I had a moment when I was watching, I, we were doing like a dress rehearsal for that event. And I was sitting there with my feet up and I realized, oh, that's why I did all that acting stuff. It's mm -hmm. part of it because I was sitting there and I knew what questions to ask them, more of this, less of this, do that. I was right. directing them. I'd never been trained as a director, yeah. but I knew enough and it mm -hmm. felt so right. So over the last decade, I spent a lot of time using my acting in Toastmasters, yep. doing award-winning speeches and contests and, and yes. really enjoying doing webinars and things like that. So I've been using my acting muscles and never really thought twice about acting, but I did know from my 40th birthday that on my 50th birthday, I would do a one-woman show. I would do another one-woman show. So this whole last year, I was like, going to do my one-person show. Uh, and then I the, um, wasn't sure what it's going to be. And then it was like, okay, it's going to be the Zen of hot yoga. And it's about right. the years. And then I got this, I'm in a writer's group. And I got an email and it was for a fringe festival that was up in Joshua Tree by my house. Mm -hmm. And it said, you know, send submissions of your pieces. And I haven't written anything. This was June mm -hmm. of last year. And so I sent off a couple of sentences about how awesome my show was, what it was that did not exist at the time. <laughs> I operate too. Yep. And I'm waiting to see. And I hear back. Wow. You, we're so excited. We want your show to be a part of it. I heard back in July. Wow. So I had four weeks to write, rehearse, and get it up there, memorize. Wow. Yeah. And I was, but the thing is, I knew I was going to do it anyway for my birthday, which was in October. So this was kind of a nice way to ease into that. I found a director. I started working on it. I had so much fun. And I started working on it, and I realized, I want to act again. Yeah. 
I had no idea. And so, but, but it's different now because, yeah. and this goes back to that kind of passion, excitement, because now I'm in a completely different place. I'm doing because I want to. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm doing it on my terms. Yeah. And I'm not really pursuing anything right now. I'm loving my business. I don't want to stop doing my business, my coaching, yep. speaking. But there's, I, I took an acting class just for fun. Mm. Uh, my writers group, we get to stand and perform just for fun. So I was really enjoying and surprised by that. I do the Fringe Festival. I win first place in the festival. Yeah. My- <laughs> was really, really, really fun. That's awesome. And then went ahead and rehearsed the show some more and did it for my 50th birthday in October. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, I just, I keep, I, I'm, I just like, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, this is so awesome. I love it. That is so cool. Yeah. I think coming back to, you know, we have so many friends that have been actors, you know, throughout. And then, you know, I, I do think people come back, come back to it too, informed mm-hmm. in different ways from different things in their lives. And, you know, it's always fun to see how we sort of bring these things together and then, you know, use them. Yeah. I, I appreciate, you know, I remember, you know, what's that theater degree for? And, you know, and, you know, I just know it in San Diego and I was like, you know, this is what that's for, you know, to bring it with you to everything you do from empathy to being able to coach somebody, to be able to pull things out of folks, to like get to the essence of who they are because you understand story. We understand as theater artists, the art of story, right? I think another piece of it too, that's important is the rehearsal. When you, when you look at how much you rehearse, and I was most certainly reminded of that with my one position. Now I was rehearsing. I love being in my pool in the summertime. That's why I live in Palm Springs, which everything's, everything's is crazy when it's 125 degrees out here in the summer, but I'm in my pool. I'm so happy. And I'm just, I just bounce up and down reciting my lines to myself. And then I mock up the stage in my guest room and I'm, I'm rehearsing. There's hours, and I spent more time rehearsing than performing. Yeah. Hands down, hands down, hands down. And, and then you think about, as an actor, the hundreds of thousands of hours in acting class, not even rehearsing, just working mm-hmm. on your, your skills. And I think what I like to impart that and remind business owners about that, because one of the things I do is I help women write their signature presentations and their speeches, write them for them sometimes, co-create them with them, I listen, it's their voice. And then they need to rehearse, they need to, and and that is the piece that I think is really missing for a lot of business owners. That ethic of rehearsing like crazy. I find so many women who know what they do really well, they're experts. Mm -hmm. They could chit chat like you and me right now. Yeah. But on stage, and, and we, you and I could both do this too. Somebody could say, hey, can you do a presentation on X? We could stand up 7.50, a whole day. We could stand there, right? And just yep. ad-lib, improvise. Yep. What I find fascinating is if you look at Ted's, TED Talks, mm-hmm. which is always my benchmark right there. Yep. They are written, scripted, they're memorized. And I think what scares people about operating at that level and most signature presentations you they need to be repeatable right and so you couldn't hit a home run just ad living one day because you've been inspired by something you read the day before or someone you spoke to but right. if you don't have that driving you the next time right. you do it somebody books you and then right you need to be able to show up that way and and what's scary for a lot of women that i work with is that 
you can improv and it's fantastic and everybody says you're great. You write the script and then you're, then you're reciting it and it's going to get worse before it gets better mm -hmm. because you have to bring in the spontaneity back. But that's where those hundreds of thousands of hours yeah. come in. I agree with you. And it, it was always interesting in, you know, acting classes where you'll have a director to push you to go over the top, right? Go way over the top. Try, yeah. it, as, try it as an opera singer. Try it as this, try it as that, because you can always pull back down. But if you never reach up there first, right. And get to sort of that level. Yeah. I, I believe in, I, I believe in rehearsal as well. And I think that's something presentation coaches, you know, like that's, that's what it's about as well. It's knowing your subject, right. So you feel comfortable because yeah. people get imposter syndrome. Well, I'm not sure if I know enough or what if somebody throws me a softball question or that kind of thing. But I think that base, that foundational rehearsal what, that you're talking about, I think is so important. That's so cool. Signature presentations. I love that. Yeah. yeah, and I and what it, I taught a speaker mastery class for a couple of years. So mm -hmm. much fun! It was like acting class for business owners. Right. I had I had them coming in doing Shakespeare, right? Yeah, absolutely, and, uh, right. And um, one of the things the exercise I had them do, I, I as I'm coaching them basically right. on, is I had them go really, really over the top. Which for them, they think they're going way over the top. Like when you tell an actor go over the top, we go over the top. Right, yes. but when you someone who's not an actor to go over the top it's probably white where it needs to be like sometimes I'm coaching people and I'm standing right there with some of my clients where while they're shooting their videos and I'm directing them as they're right. doing videos for their online courses or for certain yeah. things and I'm like okay now the, the energy's got to be there so mm -hmm. I'm helping them really yeah pump it up because a lot of times they don't realize that they're it's not too much yeah absolutely I love it I love it Oh, so great. Um, so uh, last question uh, yeah, yeah. that I always ask everyone. Um, if you could pinpoint uh, a moment, person, place, or thing uh, that really sparked you to kind of be seated where you are in this moment, and there's probably a ton uh, yeah, or, yeah. Not, or not, or, you know, every, everybody's different, but is there something that you would share with our listeners about kind of what's, what's that spark or moment that comes to mind that you would share with everyone? The most pivotal moment for me uh, of the last decade was I wanted to quit drinking for, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 years. I mean, I started drinking when I was eight or nine, yeah. drinking heavily by the time I was 13. Mm -hmm. And I knew it, it didn't feel good. Yeah. It felt good, but then it didn't feel good. Right, right. And so I've been in some, I've been in AA for a year one time, a great organization, gone back to drinking. I, I, I'd experimented with a lot of different ways of quitting drinking. And I was a very high functioning alcoholic. And so I started my business. Well, it was right before I started my business. If I was coaching clients right. and my husband had this, I had a daughter at the time. My, my husband was really great because he never once told me you need to quit. Mm -hmm. it's something I really admire about our relationship yeah. and it really helped because I needed to get to this on my own. And so decades and decades of this wrestling with it. And it got to the point where I would drink a two liter bottle of red wine and more every single night until I blacked out and then I would go to bed. And what happened was in every single, every single night, every single night for many years, 
And so it got to the point where, of course, I had the shakes and everything in the morning. But what bothered me the most was I couldn't remember conversations I had with my husband. So we would sit on the couch. He'd sit. He'd drink. You know, I'd drink. He'd sit there. He didn't need a drink until he blacked out. But the next morning, he'd ask me something, and I wouldn't remember. Mm -hmm. And you can only wiggle your way around that for so long. So it got to the point where I just stopped talking to him, really. And when I realized that, I realized that that was kind of my bottom. So he was leaving for Fresno with my daughter. And I looked him in the eye and I said, I'm going to figure this out. I didn't even say what it was. And he knew. And he said, okay. And he left. And I got, I love books like you. I know that you do, right? Every personal development book I could (laughs) And I had like 50 of them and I piled them all up around me on the floor. I got a big whiteboard and I put it there and I was going to, to quit drinking this time, I was going to write down the pith, the main point from every single book. I started the first book. I got into it. I was gung-ho. And then I realized, my God, Sisyphus, what the hell are you doing? Right? (laughs) This is, this is crazy. And then this is the moment right here. It was this moment, I don't know what you want to call it, but it was this moment where I suddenly realized I'm looking for the answer and I don't even know what the F the question is. What the hell is the question? And in that moment, everything changed. I realized what I truly wanted was to live consciously. And when I realized that, I saw not drinking as something that was ridiculously sexy, not depriving. I never had a drink since. I've never wanted a drink since. It has been easy. And that moment changed everything because if I hadn't had that moment, I wouldn't have been in integrity working. I would have probably been very sick by now. Everything would have fallen apart. And instead, I've had a decade of consciousness and having fun with myself and and, and laughing at the addict instead of the addict beating me down. That moment was really, really pivotal for me. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. That's brave and vulnerable and Mm. your story. So thank you. Wow. Yeah. Sometimes we get that aha, you know, that's awesome. But we need it if we're listening. Yeah, absolutely. If Mm -hmm. we're listening, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. So um, what's uh, big and next for you coming up? I am really enjoying the methodology behind this Ignite process and the momentum, the elements of momentum. And so for me, it's a lot of fun to be gathering the Women's Business Momentum Center tribe. Yeah. Being there, I've simplified things because over the decade, what I'd done was made checklist and made it all about pushing, then realized, no, it's about fun. It's about ease. I've created the space now. And as I show up, like when I show up for weekly momentum, what I'm asking now a lot of times is how does this week feel? What fun or exciting? Not what's your goal? What's your list? What's your things? What's What's your, your right? We have room that but it's phrased differently so I'm very very excited about the Women's Business Momentum Center because I feel like the last year Mm. I was clearing space to be there fully for that and then I I work with a lot of women on writing and creating best-selling books so I've got 
several women, I call them best-selling divas, yeah. uh, who I'm working on their best-selling books right now. And cool. that's really exciting and fun. Launching and, and just relaunching my speaking and going in and starting on the 19th is the first round. No, the 11th, February 11th is the first round of the World Championship of Public Speaking. So I'm going in the first round of that on February 11th. Goodness, so, cool is that? Yeah, yeah. Wow, super. I got I got a long way last year. I mm -hmm. got within two rounds of the final. Wow. And so I'm ready. That's so <laughs> exciting. Wow, that's super cool. Well, we'll put all this wonderful stuff in the show notes so everyone can find you and Thanks. follow and um, take a look at the, the business, the Women's Business Momentum Center for sure and your beautiful books and everything and um i gotta come visit to look yeah. into yeah yeah absolutely it's all good that's great anytime you come to la too so yeah. absolutely well wonderful thank you so much marianne for being on wow. it's great to just see your face in this wonderful energy everyone this energy ah oh, i love it it's yay and, so. and thank you heather because asking me the questions and feeling into the energy of this is such a gift too. Mm -hmm. I encourage the listeners, you know, ask each other questions because yeah. there's something about coming together that's pretty magical and sharing this energy that will attract things better than any marketing or branding that you can ever do. As much as I'm a big proponent okay. of that, it is Absolutely. the energy is really the driving force behind it. Yeah. And what we create between us is so important. Either yeah. one to one to one, one to few, one to many, one to the world. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So just thank you. And uh, I can't wait to talk to you again soon. So <laughs> awesome. Well, everybody, that has been another Mavens Do It Better podcast. And uh, here's to a big, beautiful day, this blue spinning sphere. Thanks, everyone. Mm -hmm. The original music on this podcast was created by Jesse Case.